everyone, and welcome to Let's Pod This. My name is Andy Moore, and I'm joined this week by Scott Nelson, as always. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. Good to see you again. That's we right. recorded yesterday, <laughs> so this is <laughs> twice. Uh, Steven Tyler from Waffy Show and Mostly Harmless Media. Hello. Hello. And our featured guest, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. That's, thank you for having me, guys. Thanks Appreciate for joining it. us. Yeah. So we are recording this live at Missy's Donuts yes. in Guthrie at the original yes. location on Wentz Street. Uh, we were just talking that there are now multiple locations out yes. there. <clears throat> they figured out how to franchise this model, and that's that's good for them and good for us. It means more delicious donuts. So. Yeah, one of the best spots, donut spots in <clears throat> Oklahoma. Yeah, drinking out of my I love, I love grandma, uh, grandpa, excuse me, grandpa uh, coffee mug. Nice. So. We'll get a photo of that later for the website. <laughs> yes, we better. We better. Um, well, uh, yeah. cheers, cheers to everybody. Um, well, uh, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, thanks again for joining us. We, you were just saying that life is a lot busier now. Is it busier than you expected coming in? You know, I think it is. Uh, I, I knew to some degree what I was getting myself into, which probably makes me even crazier. Knowing <laughs> that, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure the governor knew what he was getting himself into. True outsider, <laughs> no doubt about it. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, I've been in, involved in politics. I've been down at the state capitol. Uh, quite a bit, but it, it's busier. I think I think it. I think I can say that it is busier uh, these first few months than I expected. Some of that may just be we're really excited uh, about being in office, right. and so we kind of came out pretty hot and uh, hot to trot on this thing, and and uh, which, which is good. We actually like the job. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm, I'm passionate about being lieutenant governor. So we, we stay very busy. Once we're out of legislative session, I'm not sure what the schedule looks like, how many days we're in Oklahoma City versus how many days we're on the road. Right. Uh, with my additional role as Secretary of Tourism, I think I'll be pretty busy hitting different state parks sure. and tourist attractions around the state. Well, the last time you joined us when you were uh, during the campaign, you were running for Lieutenant Governor, and I think you joked there that but they would just give you uh, an Airstream trailer <laughs> yes. and you could just tour the state yeah. and show it off. And I feel like you've kind of been doing that. Right? I have. Not in an RV yet. <laughs> uh, but right. but uh, the new executive director we just hired uh, at the uh, tourism department, Jerry Winchester, uh, has a huge RV. Uh, and uh, I, I, I told him, I'm going to need to use that. Yeah. Uh, so you may see that out on the road right sometime on. this year. Didn't uh, didn't somebody else have a maybe it was McCain? Somebody had a like a yeah. bus or Straight RV. Talk Express. That's yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight Talk That's Express. Yeah. 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 So, Mr. Governor, you mentioned you know you kind of had some idea of what to expect because you have worked in politics around the Capitol for a while. Your most of your prior experience though has been working within like the party structure, the party apparatus, right? Yes. What has been the biggest difference? Like, what? How do you have to kind of? Or do you have to kind of change your your mindset working? And as an elected office rather than kind of within the party structure? Well, you do in that, you know, we have great relationships with Democrats and Republicans. Uh, and, and I've developed those over the years. But when you're down at the Capitol and you're trying to get stuff done, you, you got to work with Republicans, Democrats, and independents. So that's how it works. Right. Uh, put legislation together that hopefully you can have some consensus on, compromise. Some of those things have kind of been lost at the national level that trickle down in, in, into the state level at times. We've seen that in Oklahoma. I can tell you uh, the, the working relationship that I have with, with a lot of members both on both sides of the aisle. I'm a Republican, but I have a lot of good relationships with Democrats. Some of this is kind of birthed out of kind of my vision for the Lieutenant Governor office. Uh, I'm a, I grew up an arts kid uh, in the performing arts. 
uh, huge supporter of the arts, huge supporter of, of film and, and, and TV and, and, and tourist attractions, quality of life, um, trails, museums. Uh, and a lot of times Republicans don't talk about those issues. Mm -hmm. I plan on it uh, because I know that that is a, uh, not only do I, am I passionate about them and support those issues, but they're big economic development drivers sure. for communities. Mm -hmm. And that's what employees demand today and they should demand those things. And when they demand them, uh, those things do end up happening and, and coming to communities. Uh, it, it's what we're trying to make sure is that it's not just Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Uh, what's going on in Guthrie, I mean, it's one of the more unique cities in the entire country. I mean, I, I just love Guthrie. Uh, and, and so I'm glad we're doing this right here. Uh, but we got 77 counties. Sure. And we have to make sure that, that we're helping some of those communities that do need help. Outstanding. You also, you, you've been on the social media a lot talking about like kind of what's going on in Guthrie and the different, you know, the economic, the economic kind of revival maybe that's yeah. kind of happening here. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, Durant as well? There, Durant was in the running for it. Was like what one of the what was the actual contest? Yeah, so it was a TV show, uh, and and it got down to uh, I don't know anything about yeah, this. Yeah, so <laughs> it got down between Durant and I believe it was Conway, Arkansas, okay. which don't know if I've ever been to yeah. Conway. There's Maybe it's a cute little great town. physical therapy school. There. Oh well, there you, <laughs> you go. Get your doctorate. <laughs> there you go. You get your doctorate in physical therapy. You go to Conway, Arkansas. Things to know. <laughs> Uh, well, and, and I'm sad to say that we lost to Conway, Arkansas, but Durant, I've always believed and, and still do believe, and it, it's going to happen. Location, just with Durant right there, uh, uh, butting up to the nation of Texas, as they refer to themselves, <laughs> as 28 million people down there today. That's right. Uh, there's the, their location to Texas, they, it sh they, sh they should be developing a lot of economic development in the town of Durant. And they're starting to. I mean, they're starting to pull in uh, a whole lot of business from Texas. Uh, cl clearly, the gaming operation down there in Durant has been rocking and rolling for a number of years. Uh, but they're getting much more diversified in Durant. And so it, it, it got down to Durant and, and, like I said, this town in Arkansas. Uh, but for a, a good number of months, the, the governor and I and others were, um, were, were pushing uh, to make sure that people knew to go vote for Durant. But, yeah, Durant's a great example of a town. Uh, that you know, you've you've got Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Lawton, Enid, uh, are, are some of the towns that that certainly people always talk about you know, outside of the Tulsa and Oklahoma City area. You know, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, is like the fourth largest city in the state now. I mean, they're almost bigger than Norman, uh, and so some of those suburbs around Tulsa and Oklahoma City are now you know becoming the, some of the largest cities sure. in the state. Again, north, south, east, west. We we've got to do a better job of making sure uh, we're, we're we're developing the state as a whole. Right. So I think there was an article this week from strongtowns.com, yes, I think. great website, yeah. And it was it kind of talked about how, how I think cities, but I think this applies to the whole state, need to invest not just in attracting outside tourists, but in investing in, what you said, quality of life things. How do we strike that balance in Oklahoma? Well, it, it, and it's a balance. Um, it, you know, Every governor always talks about you know crisscrossing this you know, the country and, and bringing people to the state of Oklahoma, and we're going to do that. I mean, we're going to hit some home runs. The governor and I have already done a number of trips. My trips are more on the investment side, uh, so we're I'm going to other states, bringing investment dollars, particularly with these opportunity zones that we have in the state, uh, which is a big play, a bigger play than people realize. That there's some people on the coast that will not move to the middle of the country, but they will bring their money from the coasts and put it into uh, investment opportunities across states like Oklahoma. And we've got to be taking more advantage of that. 
but it is a balance on building things, you know, structures. Um, you know, I'm a Tulsa guy, uh, and it is one of our larger premier cities, but uh, they've seen, you know, the George Kaiser Family Foundation, uh, and, and thank you for doing it. They build they built the world's largest park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen the right. gathering place, yeah. you need to go check it out. Uh, and one of the reasons they built that, they built it for a number of reasons. It truly is a gathering place for all Tulsans and all Oklahomans, hopefully. But they also knew that it's a retention tool. I mean, it keeps people in that community, young talent, uh, and it lures. I mean, that's where the chamber, that's where any employer, if they're trying to lure an orthopedic surgeon and, and his or her family right. to Tulsa, that's the first stop that they take people now is let's go see the country's best park in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> yes, it is. It's right there. Uh, and so I think people are starting to realize that. The Walton Family Foundation is, is also the other example that I use. You know, they mandate uh, in, in Bentonville, Arkansas, that their mm-hmm. vendors live close to Walmart, you know, headquarters. But they're not going to stay there. I mean, the Walton Family Foundation and Walmart realized those employers are not going to be happy if there was not quality of life uh, uh, things to do in the Bentonville area. So they went out and they built the world's best trail system. Mm-hmm. So if you've been to Bentonville, yeah. the, the world's best mountain bike trail system really in the entire country. Uh, and of course, we all know about Crystal Bridges now, uh, one of the best museums. We have better museums than Crystal Bridges, and it's across the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a really good job of promoting it. Uh, and, and so we're, we've begun to have that conversation. We're getting a lot of momentum behind it. Uh, it's uh, on both sides of the aisle, people wanting to support uh, that kind of movement in the state, and, and we're going to help uh, fast track it. Yeah. That article that Andy referred to, like one of the key things it talked about was like at this pivotal point where we're all getting hyped up about something, we're building, we're investing, the locals are getting engaged on it, and there's a, there's a moment where we kind of make a decision are we building this to attract outside people? Are we building this for the people that live here? And it seems like sometimes you want to build for the, to attract attention, but the point of the article is saying is like, if you build it for people that live here, then as a result, everybody else wants to come. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they're like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, when I want to go to Bentonville, and I went there and like with a, with a ULI tour, and like I get there and I'm like, this is a strange city. You can tell it's been engineered <laughs> yes. a certain way. Like, yes. It is almost like, it feels almost like a Pleasantville type thing, like somebody built this facade for some reason, what is it? But you find that, that it's fairly genuine, like it's, that's the, where Walmart started, that's their home. Yeah. Oh, there's the original Walmart store, yeah. and you can go in there and it looks like the originals. Uh, on the point of that to say is that like, how do we prevent ourselves from taking that misstep? Because like when I go to these places, my first thought is, where, what restaurant should I go? And I'm not going to like look at TripAdvisor. For right, that. yes. I'm going to like go to the lady behind the counter at the corner store like, where do you go eat lunch? Yeah, right. Like right. I want to know because that's the thing people want is where do the locals go? Yeah. And in Bentonville, they did build organically. Now, again, they had a major, major corporation that was helping them build organically. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought we can be top 10 everywhere uh, eventually. But with tourism, we can be top 10 pretty quick. Uh, and, and it's because, again, the charm um, that we have across our 77 counties because uh, of our people. Uh, the people that are already here that make this state great. Um, when you do get people off roads and bridges and they start asking the, you know, the lady behind the counter those type of questions, they start falling in love with the state pretty quick. 
uh, and we have to make sure that we do protect that. We, we protect that as a state. Uh, that a lot of this growth that, again, we make sure that businesses that are here now that have chosen to raise their families here, that we are asking them the questions first. What are you happy with? What are you not happy about in state government? Because those are the things that I can help control. Yes, we're going to go around the country and try to try to bring in uh, and, and hit some home runs. But I want to hit singles and doubles. If we hit a bunch of singles and doubles and help, you know, growing our manufacturing base, growing our aerospace base, and just helping these smaller companies, uh, you know, hire one more person, two more people, then we build it the right way. Uh, and, and I think naturally that's what most of the time is what's going to happen in the state of Oklahoma. I'd love to, to build uh, uh, the new Amazon headquarters, you know, in Stroud between Tulsa and Oklahoma City, right, right? Uh, on, on the old um, uh, yeah, the, the, mall, the Tanger mall, Outlet yeah, Mall. Yeah. Sure, hey, I'll, I'll, they can build their own city if they want. Right, right. Uh, is, that gonna, is that realistic? I don't know how realistic it is, but I know that I can spend a lot of time in Guthrie, America, uh, and, and because it's one of the most unique and, 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 and just so much pride here uh, that we can build this community the right way. And, and that's what we want to do across 77 counties. Sure, that's the money ball approach to tourism, right? <laughs> great, I mean, really great analogy, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I think, it, we, I think it does come back to this, this kind of tension that we've been talking around where there's like bringing, bringing outside people in versus making it livable for the people that's here. You know, their KGOU put out a, an article this week that was focused on a study that looked at kind of what the population change pattern has been in Oklahoma mm -hmm. over the last 20 years or so. And what they found is that actually people with college degrees were, were losing. Yes. And and so I'm curious, what do you think, what are some concrete things that, well, A, what do you think is driving that? Yeah. And B, what are some concrete things that we can be doing to try and have those people, the people that grow up in, you know, Guthrie or Enid or Tofu or Oklahoma City or whatever, and they, they come and they're here, they go to OSU, they go to... Oh, issue, or maybe, maybe they leave the state yeah. for college, but they want to come back yeah. and make their family here. What do we do to keep those people? Here? Yeah, I read the same article yesterday. Uh, not the kind of headlines that, that you want as a state, yeah. saying that Oklahoma is still bleeding college graduates. Right. I so think no, that was the headline. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I didn't tweet that one out. <laughs> um, but it's true. Um, and so we still do have a brain drain problem in Oklahoma. Um, I, I think I'll, some of it, uh, certainly, we're not diversified enough as a state. We, we're still way too oil and gas dependent. And, and we're going to continue to be an oil and gas state. I, sure. I, I, I want to make sure that we're an oil and gas state. Um, but, but the oil and gas industry, and I've told them this, <laughs> we need to make sure that we're much more diversified because when, we're not all, when we don't have money at the state capital, we just go back to the oil and gas right. industry for a check. And so they want to be diversified too. Um, Arkansas is much more diversified because they don't have the rock we have to frack. Uh, they would like to have it, but they don't have it, so they're much more diversified. Uh, so we have got to make sure that, and that's why I'm so into entrepreneurship and small business growth, be, because I believe if that we foster a much better environment for entrepreneurs, then we'll keep more of those kids that are graduating from OU and OSUs here in the state. Uh, also, some of those growing industries, digital manufacturing, the coding jobs, um, you know, we have to make sure that kids that are graduating from OU and OSU are graduating with with the kind of degrees that meet the demands of the workforce. Uh, that's also a big issue that we have. Uh, it's why I'm such a believer in career tech. Uh, we have the probably the best career tech infrastructure in the sure. entire country. Yeah. It's us in Georgia. Right. Uh, any site relocation firm will tell you that. So we we are top ten in a good area. That's the breaking news on the podcast this morning. <laughs> so if we are top ten in career tech, we got to double down on it. 
we got to double down on it. So it's getting into middle schools now. You know, juniors and seniors in high school, it's almost too late. We'll do that too. Sure. But getting into middle schools and making sure that kids know they have other routes to go. And I'm not just talking about plumbing and electricians and, and carpentry, which those sure. are important too. Oh, yeah. But I think we're, it, it's time for a cultural shift in this country uh, where we stop demonizing kids that, that go vocational routes. Yeah. Uh, and if we do that, then I think you'll also keep uh, more kids in the state. Uh, those kids that are graduating with engineer degrees, though, and leave the state, it worries me because sure. we, you know, Tinker could hire every engineer in the state, right? right? And they would still need to hire thousands more. Um, they talk about software engineers that Tinker needs, uh, thousands. Yeah. I mean, potentially we're getting to a point where it's tens of thousands of software engineers. But it's, you know, you got this on the military basis, but you have it in the private sector too. So it is an issue for us. Uh, it's an issue for every state, but, but when Oklahoma's getting those kind of headlines, those are the kind of headlines that we have to help change. I think career tech is part of it. Um, I think it's making sure that um, we're, we're much smarter with degrees in our higher education facilities um, and making sure that at, when we're doing those, when, when higher ed is doing those things and making those needed changes, that at the state capitol, we're passing legislation and we're helping the private sector continue to diversify. Sure. Yeah. So, do you think, I mean, like some of, my, some of my friends that work in tech, like um, software engineers, um, other IT specialists that may have like worked at the university, have left, they'll stay a couple of years as their first job and then they'll leave and go out of state because yeah. they will make a multiple more money, right? How do we, how do, everyone knows the cost of living is low, but that it only placates for so long. So how do we rectify that? You know, I mean, certainly, and in, in, in it's a private sector uh, issue in some ways, is that, they, you know, from a competitive salary perspective, we, we do have to get there. Um, I will say one of the things that, that is changing, particularly again in the, in the Tulsa and the Oklahoma City area, um, you know, kids graduating today, that they're, they, they can't make the comment anymore, well, I'm going to Kansas City because Kansas City has an art scene, right. and Oklahoma City doesn't. Right, right. Uh, or Tulsa doesn't. I think it's getting much more difficult for them to say that. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are things that will keep more of those kids here. It, it just will. Um, I mean, again, it, we, we know it in Oklahoma City with Tower Theater and everything else that we have. Um, best, some of the best restaurants in the country now, some of the best art scene in the country. Uh, so we can sell that to those kids that have a job offer in, in, in Austin mm -hmm. uh, in a tech company, or a tech company has offered them in Oklahoma City. Maybe for a little bit less money, but yes, better quality of life. It doesn't take you two hours to get to and from work, right. <laughs> which it will in Austin, Texas. That's right. one of the things yeah. you don't appreciate right. until well, you, you do it. You, you <laughs> don't. And then you're like, oh, you don't. That's just... and, and, and when you're single, okay, sure. uh, and, and, and you're wanting to maybe get away for a while, um, I still think I can make a, an, an argument of why you need to stay at, sure. in Oklahoma. Sure. Uh, but they realize it pretty quick when they go to those cities nowadays when, with that kind of traffic. We actually recently hired, uh, right at the beginning of the year, we hired a digital marketing coordinator. And we were a little concerned because our, our business level at Tower Theater, we're like, oh, we can't really like pay the salary we would want to pay and get that kind of caliber. We put the job out there anyways, and we ended up hiring a guy from Austin. We actually stole him from the Austin Theater Alliance that Love was... It the Paramount and the Stateside yeah. Theater, much like the two prime yeah. prime historic theaters right in the middle of Austin. And he found our job description and was like, now granted, he was an Oklahoma City kid who had moved down sure. there right. to yeah. lure, but a few years into it, he's like, I just want to come home. Yeah. yeah. And then when he found out what we were doing, is like, 
oh, now there's that thing I left for is yeah. now literally down the street from where I used to live. And we we were paying him less than he was making down there, but obviously cost of living helps. Yeah. And, but he came back because of that. And he since then, like, this is the best decision I've made in a long time because now I'm home and I don't have to drive two hours and I'll have yeah. to deal with this and that. I mean, that's a perfect story that now I can go tell around the state. <laughs> right. yeah. And it's, like, it's, 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 it's yeah. our social media group. Like, it's yeah. that, that weird high-level tech job that a lot of companies mm-hmm. and businesses need right now. They right. don't even realize they need it because yeah. that's the new information dissemination system out there. Like, if you're not great on those social media channels, it can make or break your business. And I would say, too, he will be able to start paying these people more if we oh, yeah. create more right. private sector jobs mm-hmm. in the state. Right. I mean, if there's more people in the state, that means there's gonna be more people spending money right. down at Tower Theater, right? right? And the more money we spend places, again, the more flexibility employers have to raise salaries. Mm-hmm. And there's 28 million people down in Texas today. Mm-hmm. We have 4 million. So there you go, <laughs> right. okay? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a numbers game when it comes to, again, those, those private sector jobs. And so we've gotta go the right direction. We can't keep hovering around uh, you know, 3.8, 3.9, it, we're under 4 million. Yeah. Uh, we can't be losing congressional seats. We have to be picking up congressional seats. Right. And the only way that happens is if we create more private sector jobs in this state. I'm not saying we're a genius, but we did structure his <laughs> salary in such a way that's like, he, he will get incentives based on higher level ticket sales. Perfect. Right. So like, as our own business grows, as he does a better job, Basically, every time a show sells out, they'll get incentives. So we we couldn't pay the base, but we're like, but we know yeah. eventually yeah. there's going to be more money, and this is how you're going to get access. So when I think you, there's some of that too. When you go around the country and like you're 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 marketing, you're branding, you're selling Oklahoma, what does that look like? And I've you know, so I've got an example from our family. We've got a cousin, my one of my wife's cousins, who's from the Chicago area. He's got a skill set. He's got a degree. Um, he was at a young company and was recently laid off, which you know happens sometimes. And he's looking for somewhere to move. And he visited some family in Dallas, he visited some family in Colorado, he's been through Oklahoma City, and he's like he's pretty much said like I almost even care what I do. Yeah. I wanna live in Denver. I wanna like he's got a list of like three or four cities that like I'll go there and take a job and drive Uber if I have to mm-hmm. to make it work because that's the place that I want to be. Yeah. Going around the country, who do you talk to and what do you tell them to convince them that like no, Oklahoma City is that place. Or yeah. Tulsa is that place. Yeah. Like, or what? Pick, you know, pick one of the great places we have in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma to yeah. Live. So, in my previous job, when I was uh, the national state party national state party director for the RNC, I worked in all fifty states, and I was kind of insulated from the politics of it. It was my job to go in and like rebuild state parties. So I was extremely blessed in that. You know, I, I didn't have to be in a whole lot of political foxholes when I was going into these states. It was my job to go and help them raise money, help them put political plans together, comms plans. But when I would do that, I would do a lot of public speaking because I was kind of the ambassador for the RNC in some ways for Reince. And I'd go in and I'd stand up and I'd say, I'm Matt Pinnell and I'm from Oklahoma. And that's how I started every one of my speeches. Uh, and usually I, I tell the story often. Usually there's one or two people, there's a snicker, you know, in the back of the room. But the fascinating part was, and this is a good thing, (laughs) good news is coming. Uh, When people would come up to me after, they would tell me what's in Oklahoma. So it wasn't necessarily that we have a negative brand, it's that we have no brand whatsoever, which is actually a beautiful place for me to be. It's a better place than being having to dispel a bunch of Yes, and and listen, do we, every state, some yes, has some negative headlines and and has a perception. And and I would say that, yes, we, we have to change some things on the perception side. 
but it's great as the Secretary of Tourism and Branding, we are putting a brand together in Oklahoma, basically starting from scratch. Uh, and, and that puts me in a, in a much better place to succeed with putting a brand together. So we're very excited about putting this rebrand together. Uh, every agency has their own logo. Uh, so inside state government, we're gonna have a uniform brand as well so that these agencies feel like they're playing on the same team. Because what we've right. created, what, what you have right now in Oklahoma is every agency has their own logo and their own slogan. Is that a small thing? It's really not it, when, you, when you really think about it because sure. all of these agencies think that they do their own thing and they're not part of the team, the Oklahoma team. So the rebrand inside the state uh, government is going to be uniform, but we're gonna, we're gonna bring this to a statewide level. And I like to uh, uh, certainly look at what other states are doing, best practices. Colorado uh, and Tennessee are two states that we've really kind of uh, honed in on and really Colorado. Um, you know, they actually just launched another new logo, and it's not all about logo. Sure, but but, but that matters. But though. it does matter, and birthed out of that. I mean, again, you go to Colorado, everybody's got the hat, right, with their logo, and they're wearing the they're wearing the shirts, they're they're wearing the swag, and and they're creating state pride. Okay. If you create state pride with high school kids, then they might choose to go to college in state, and then if they continue to develop that state pride, then they really really want to stay home. So those are things that I'm, that I'm looking at. As far as that sales pitch, I, I think we're gonna discover when we go through this branding campaign, just how diverse of a state we are, sure. uh, how creative we are. Uh, one of the things that people continue to bring up to me, which I think is, I didn't really think of it this way, but it's really true. You know, you can really have it all in Oklahoma from the perspective of, you can get, you can get involved in the community day one and make a difference. You can make a difference in Oklahoma. Uh, if you move to Dallas, and I don't know how many millions of people live in Dallas, but it's gonna take a very long time for you to get involved with the Chamber of Commerce in Dallas. In Oklahoma, it, you can get involved day one, uh, because I think our people are nicer. <laughs> um, they don't just pat you on the head and say you're up to bat next. No, you're up to bat now. We need you involved in the community now. Uh, and, and I hear that a lot uh, from, from millennials, I hear it from, old, from, you know, from different generations, that you can get involved in Oklahoma and make a difference versus a lot of other cities and states where, where that's just not realistic. Right, I, mean, I think even on the, on the civic level, right? I mean, the fact that you're sitting here with us today in a, coffee, you know, in a donut shop in Guthrie is because three years ago, some of us were like, we should do something, like yeah. we should fix this, and so we, started going to the Capitol and what I learned was that you don't have to be someone important or special you have to be an Oklahoman because there's not many of us and and of of the four million Oklahomans not many folks do anything and so yeah. just from going to the Capitol like the legislators will give you their cell phone yes you can tweet right. at the lieutenant governor and yeah. he'll have a donut with you like yes. these are yeah it's not that hard and that means that we all have way more power and influence than I think we are aware of and to the extent we can use that to make our state better within our boundaries and, and then um, look for ways to bring outside investment and other people in, I think is a, is a powerful message that I hope more people start to learn. Yes. You know, when you talk about Colorado and like, you know, they, they wear the logo and they've got the patches, they, you're right, it, I, think that's a, I think that's a great goal to aspire to. What kind of investment, both monetary and non-monetary, do you think it will take for the people who work specifically, and I know we've talked a lot about private sector jobs, and rightly so, 
but what kind of in, what kind of investment does it take in our public employees so that they want to wear the patch, yeah. right? They want to wear the hat. They want to say, yeah, you know what? I work for the Oklahoma State Department of yeah, X, sure. and I'm proud to do that because it's a great job and we do great work yeah. for the people of Oklahoma. It's swag. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, I, I can't stop my employees from wearing tower theater right. and stuff. Right. Well, even you know what I mean? And I think that we have a tendency, and it's it's there's a, a whole lot of reasons, and it goes yeah. back to our founding. We are a state that I think no matter what side of the aisle you fall on, we tend to have some skepticism of yeah. government. That's why our constitution's written the way it is. But how do we how do we maybe counter that and say like, no, you should be proud to work for the state tourism department yeah. or the ag department or whatever. So a couple it really you know things that we've been pretty proud of getting when we got elected uh, into these positions. You know, governor the governor will tell stories. You know, one of the first times I mean I, he visited the Department of Education uh, as a sitting governor. There hasn't been a governor that has visited the Department of Education. I think he was saying since the 90s. Um, he's just going up to people and, and saying, hey, I'm Kevin Stitt. I'm one of your coworkers." <laughs> uh, you know, so that changes the perception of, and, and morale with, with government employees pretty quick. Uh, we, we have surveys that we're creating for all government agencies uh, and for employees inside state government. So they can tell us you know, what they're mad about and, again, what they support. Uh, same thing we're doing in the Department of Tourism. You know, there's at times there's over 700 employees in the Department of Tourism, a lot of them out across our state at all of our great state parks uh, and other places that we have around the state. But it's just making phone calls to them. Uh, you know, they've been fairly paralyzed to make decisions uh, and, and to get outside boxes because of uh, leadership in different agencies. And so we're, we're hoping that if we fix some of those things and the morale does change to some degree inside of state government, we're also well aware that all of these agencies have been cut um, unfairly in, 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 in most of them. Uh, and so that, you know, uh, salaries do matter. Yes. Um, and, and we're taking a look at that too. Um, and, and hopefully we'll be able uh, moving forward to, to, to help uh, a lot of those agencies that have gotten 20, 30, 40% cuts to get them at a proper level of funding. Uh, so that, you know, certainly I, I have no doubt that, that that would help morale as well. I think I grew up in Texas. I literally have Texas tattooed yep. on my arm as, a, as my pride from there. Although I'm going to start in Oklahoma yeah, next. Right? Um, yes. And, uh, and I think when I grew up, being um, indoctrinated into all the wonderful things oh. about the state of Texas, right? Yeah. Like, yes, my whole family going back generations. And I think Colorado has that too. That they've got mountains, and yeah. California's got mountains and trees and oceans, and everything's yeah. got their thing. And I think kind of what I hear you saying is that Oklahomans have to learn that it's like it's cool to be from Oklahoma, yeah. And we and we kind of need to be re-educated or exposed to what we really do have to offer, so that we know how to tap that. Because right now, for the last you know decade, especially the things we have to tout are like really high syphilis rates yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you really nailed it. Uh, because I, I think, um, and again, it, because we really don't have a brand, we can start from scratch right, on this. Right. You know, we're not trying to, we're not arguing that we're something different than what we've been telling people. Right. Uh, but it better not be the Twitter bird on our license plate. Right. Uh, it better not be <laughs> right. Oklahoma is okay. Right. Uh, right. But those are, you know, the don't. brands that we have right now. Yeah. And, and I crossed over in Arkansas over spring break and there were three minivans pulled over taking selfies in front of the Welcome to Arkansas sign. Right. And the right. Welcome to Oklahoma sign, you can see it on the other side yeah. of the street. And it's faded, 
uh, it, it looks like it's about to fall down and there was nobody pulling over taking a selfie right. in front of the Welcome to Oklahoma sign. Is that a small thing? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, this is the crossroads of America. Right. And there's a lot of people that pass through our state every day. Let's give them a good perception of the state as they're driving through. That's something I've been talking a lot about lately is that and why people that I talk to are excited about the idea that like we have a secretary of tourism and branding is that Oklahoma doesn't tell its own story or yeah. hasn't. Other people have started to tell like, you know, when they came out and said that none such is the best new restaurant in America, like, yeah. well, all of us in Oklahoma City, like, it's been around for like five years. Yeah, of course <laughs> we know. You know this. Right. It's like, and yes, and then, you're, you're right. <laughs> but then you're also like, wait, yeah, we just never told anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or we're, you know, top 10 places for small businesses to start. Yeah, we know that. Like, I've known yeah. dozens of people who are starting businesses left and right. And yeah. we have, we have this interior culture of like, I've told people this, like, I want to do something. I have this idea about this business. I'm like, yeah, go do that. It sounds stupid and weird. Yeah. But whatever, I guarantee you a thousand people will support you tomorrow when yeah. they find out. There's a great company in Stillwater that had launched a brand, um, Okla America, mm-hmm. um, that I've promoted a little bit. Uh, and I, I think they're tapping into something. And it, it kind of goes to your to your point, this pioneer spirit that we have. You know, when Texas... You know, they, they, you go in, they have uh, in the Buckies in Texas, you know, they have the, you know, pride, pride in the South, you yeah. know, it shows all the states, Oklahoma's not there. And then when you go like into Iowa and they show all the Midwest states, you know, they show all these Midwest states and then Oklahoma again. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're, this is the crossroads of America, but we don't really, you know, we, we don't, we're not in the Midwest. We're not in the South. We're Oklahoma. We're Okla America. Right. <laughs> and, and I think he's kind of tapped into, into some of that state pride that we are the most unique state probably in the entire country. Right. No other state can match our our history and our heritage. And I think it is something that we need to make sure that we do a better job of, of boasting about, and it needs to be part of our brand. Well, you can't match our uh, environmental diversity. Yes. Yeah, we can't, like, and these are the selling points that bring things like the film industry. These are the selling points that bring things like the all of these other industries that we're just not telling us. We're not. 12 right. ecosystems, for goodness sakes, yeah. in this yeah. state. Yeah. I tell you what, the drive from Woodward to Enid, yeah. um, from Enid to I-35 is less exciting. Woodward to Enid is, a, is I drove it a couple of years ago, and it's, to me, the most beautiful part yeah. of the state. Oh. The southeast is great, too, but yeah. I love that kind of... I, that kind of Western um, step, like... Yeah. Uh, oh. You can do it so, all and have it all right yeah. here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Several years ago, um, I used to do PR not full-time, but more of the time. And um, the and I, if anyone from the, the Made in Oklahoma Coalition is listening, this yes. is a free advice. I Yes. It, it's a critique, but it's free advice. That, I'll pass it along. I know them well. Yeah. They, they, I think they had kind of a call out for um, a new PR company, and, um, and some of us had kind of put in a pitch that everyone knows MIO, but we know them as like bar-ass hot dogs and Shawnee Mills and that's a, and that's a, yeah, and that's about it. And I was like, but there are so many things oh, that are made here. So many. Like, why don't you have every brewery in the state? Like, there is so much stuff. And I saw one of their new. They've got a new design out now. I saw on a truck the other day, and I was like, closer. But it was still like hot dogs and and like cornmeal. And I was yeah. like, we can. But that's has a huge potential there. And yeah. I think those kinds of things for people to know what all is here. We have one of the best craft brewery scenes in the entire country. Yes. Entire country today. Yeah. And, and and yeah, so I'd rather be talking about craft brewery than hot dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Put that on a license plate. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I mean, same thing with, uh, <laughs> with coffee shops and caffeine, I think. And I, what I've joked yeah. is that um, Oklahoma, maybe Oklahoma City in particular, but Oklahoma as a whole, 
we all want to go to like we want Seattle's coffee scene we want San Antonio's Riverwalk we want all these things many of us can't afford to go move there on our own so we just recreate it here which is yeah. great because yeah. then we get that here and if yeah. that's all you do and you yeah. can be a big fish in a small pond yeah. then you can do it really well really yeah. quickly and, but I also think we have to make sure the things that are unique and, and cultural relevant to Oklahoma like the stockyards in Oklahoma City yeah. I mean that is a gem that is a gem that we should be be even more heavily investing in uh, and you mentioned the Woodward and I mean uh, the Great Salt Plains area yeah. I mean, those are areas that we have to make sure that they are better uh, and inside state government, that is my responsibility. All of our state parks, which is a whole other podcast that we could do down yeah, the road. Right. Um, so the bones that we have here, the, the, the things that we already did, Route 66, for goodness sakes, yeah. uh, we've got to make sure that we're p putting investment dollars in yeah. those things. So yeah, like Route 66 is an automatic tourist thing because automatic. they're already driving it. Right? Mm -hmm. It's just That's you right. have to stop them here. That's right. And, you say they're driving through, they're like, oh, yeah, this is Oklahoma. Yeah, right. More Versus miles like, of the most famous road in the entire country, right, right here in Oklahoma. Right. And we have more miles than the other state of Route 66. And we've got a few pieces, like yeah, there's like the museum and a few things that yeah. are great. And then yeah. we just need to connect the connected from, from Sayre to Miami. Yeah, I think it's right down my doorstep. Yeah. This is kind of starting to hit on something we had kind of talked about. Oh, you know, kind of things we wanted to talk about yesterday. You know, there's been it still is, I think, um, at least a perception, and sometimes it's true, like that there's the rural part of the state and then there's the urban part yeah. of the state, right? There's yeah. the rural communities and the urban communities. And certainly I think a lot of our urban and suburban communities, like we mentioned, have seen a real kind of resurgence. Some rural communities maybe have seen that, yeah. right? Some haven't. We're all Oklahomans, yes. right? What do you kind of see, how, how do we communicate with people in a way that shows that yeah, whether you live in Woodward or Guyman, or whether you live in Oklahoma City or Tulsa, our interests actually are aligned, and like that we're all in this together. together. Yeah. How do we how do we work for both communities? Yeah, we, we have to. If we can figure out in Oklahoma that secret sauce to get rural and urban Oklahoma working together, I don't think anything can stop us. Nothing can stop us. We can figure that out. I think some of that's through the brand. That again, this uniform branding again that that's one Oklahoma. <laughs> Not rural Oklahoma, urban Oklahoma, Republican, Democrat, that we're one Oklahoma. I think that's going to help. Um, I also think communities working together. Oklahoma City should be working with Luther, Oklahoma, because agritourism is the fastest growing cottage industry inside the tourism department as a whole. So go do the urban water park, which is one of the more unique tourist attractions in the entire country. There's nothing like it. Sure. And then 30 minutes away, you have farm to table experience in Luther, Oklahoma, in a cute Main Street USA town that everybody wants these days. You can do that in a day. There is nowhere else in the entire country where you can do that. And so you have to have Oklahoma City and Luther's communities working together to where Oklahoma City's not stealing business, Luther's not stealing, we're working together to maximize that benefit. We mentioned Route 66, everything off that road, an hour or two that spokes off of Route 66 should be in play but we don't do a great job of connecting those communities because most of the time it's an urban community and a rural community and they're butting heads. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna take some leadership at the top to make to, to make to, to, to make sure that, hey, those days are over. Yeah. We've got to work together on these things moving forward. Sure. This is a very niche thing, but I just had this idea of what if there was a piece of we talked about swag and people wearing shirts and stuff. What if there was a piece of swag with this new brand you could only get if you were a resident of Oklahoma mm. 
for like a period of time. Like oh, right. yeah. that way you see that lapel pin or that right. t-shirt, are you like, yeah. or if you see it and you're in right. Seattle, like, hey, yeah, yeah, yes. you immediately have that. Cause that's yeah. the thing, I'll travel all over the place and I always see an Oklahoma license plate yeah. or I always run into somebody yeah. that I know, which is like, how the heck am I running into you right. in, in Bentonville? Yeah. Right. You know, or like when I ran into um, Blake Jarlam's like aunt on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in DC and she's like, oh, my nephew's in Oklahoma City. And I yeah. said, he runs a brewery thing. And I was like, who? who? Oh, is it Blake? Yeah. I, like, oh, I went to go to church together. Like, yeah. what are the odds? Let's take a selfie. You know? Yeah. So, right, right. With, some, with some friends that were, uh, took an anniversary trip recently to Hawaii. So they're at like, this resort in Hawaii and they had an issue with the airline, like their bags got, so they'd been there like 36 hours and like still were waiting on their bags. And this couple like overheard them talking and talked to this brief. They're both from Oklahoma. And this couple was leaving the next day and was like, oh, here, like left them clothes. It was like, that's cool. We'll just, yeah, here, take, take these. You have some stuff. We'll get, we'll get them from them when you get home. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> was, I, was like, go, I was like, that is like the best and most Oklahoma story it I is. think yeah. I, it is. I think I've ever heard. Yeah. And we should take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Stephen, you and I have talked about the idea of some kind of, um, like integrated app, right? So if you say I'm going to go to the the downtown water park thing at like I'm planning an itinerary for like ten o'clock on Saturday, mm-hmm. then it shows you everything else that is available like before and after that, right? That's so it's great. Like, oh well hey I can oh a little small town experience. Like let's do that and you can like build your itinerary for a trip. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great example. Listen, I'll give a plug for the Travel OK app. I, I think it's a pretty intuitive app. I mean, it, they did a really good job with it. Um, I think every Oklahoman should should download that app uh, because it, they you can build itineraries on that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It's very clean, easy to use. So you know, those listening, download that app. Sure. Um, it, it it really works. There's actually a small initiative of this going on in Oklahoma City right now. But the thing I think that's really brilliant about what's happening is. It's using an outside platform. It's a platform that's actually based out of Seattle, but it's a company that was started by people in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. But they're in Seattle, and what they're doing is it's a ticketing platform for all of the major Seattle attractions. If you're mm-hmm. going to the Space Needle, you're buying a ticket on the platform. If you're going to this museum, you're buying a ticket on the platform. And it's an integrated platform. So when I'm at the Space Needle and I buy my ticket, they can say, well, if you'd like, I can buy you, sell you a three-pack, and you can go to the museum, and you can go to the yeah. thing. Love that. Things. Love that. Yeah. And so there's actually a group in Oklahoma City right now that's, that's brought this company back and said, we want to do it. So everything from Riversport to the Museum of Art to the Overholzer Mansion to the water taxis. Excellent. Excellent. Like, they're all getting together to try to get onto the same platform. Yeah, and then they're just helping each other. It's like I, I, we've hey, got to do that. You're at the water taxi at 10 a.m. He's like, "Cool, well, you'll be done here by 10:45, and at 11:30, there's a tour at the Overholzer Mansion. Yeah, and oh, by the way, uh, the streetcar will take you to Rock yeah. 13th yeah. Robinson, right. going to pick up a Spokies and pop, you know, like yeah. Yeah. that sort of mentality. Of, like, I can tell you how to go experience. Now, great, that's obviously great for Oklahoma City, but that mentality to expand it out. Yeah, those package deals. If you're in Tulsa, let me tell you about the Pioneer Woman. Right. Right. <laughs> in Pahuska. Yeah. And then if you're in Pahuska, let me tell you about Bartlesville and Ponca City. Right. So inside the tourism department, we've got to make sure that we're dedicating some dollars to making sure that we're talking about those package deals, You know what you can do on a three-day weekend. You can hit it all in Oklahoma on three-day weekend. You can't do that in Texas. Sure, it's true. But you can do that in Oklahoma. Yeah. You can barely see Austin on a right. three-day weekend. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Can, well, can you talk about ahead. your photo contest? Yeah, how yeah. Many, how many are you up to now? So, uh, you know, we the the it was the month of March. You know, we just tweeted out, "Hey, you know, use the hashtag OK Travel Takeover. Show me all your great photos. How great Oklahoma is. 
we really had no idea what the response would be. Uh, we had like over 20,000 entries. Uh, we're going to pick 20 to 25, uh, and we don't know how we're going to pick 20 to 25, but we're going to pick them, we're going to frame them, uh, we're going to display them out in the rotunda, and then they're going to hang in the lieutenant governor's office. Yeah. But I think it's one more example of when we, when we provide opportunities for people in Oklahoma to show their Oklahoma pride, they'll show it. Uh, but you got to have statewide elected officials that are thinking about these things. And again, I think that's why, again, I give uh, Governor Stig credit. He realized the brand mattered, so he doubled down on it. He said, hey, I'm going to name you Secretary of Tourism and Branding. I don't think there's another cabinet secretary in the country that has that title. Uh, so we're going to make sure that we stay pretty dedicated to those things. But yes, no, the contest was just the month of March, so I apologize. You guys can't submit photos. <laughs> this would be a great photo right here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we first sat down here. We all had our donut plates and our coffee, and it was just so like perfect and, and hometowny that it's like yeah of course yeah no, it was Got fans <laughs> everywhere huh? yeah yelling at people yeah because people can still go through a twitter though and they can search for that hashtag oh and look something. please but do that there's i mean i've gone through a couple times there are some truly i don't know how you're going to pick one i know, five, I know there yeah. are there are hundreds and hundreds of just phenomenal pictures yeah. from all over the it, it's pretty remarkable yeah i meant to submit a few i forgot i think i did one on the first day and then yeah i forgot yeah. about it well, uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor, I appreciate your time this morning. I know you've got to get down for another engagement here soon. Um, but thanks for taking time. Thanks for speaking with us. We hope to do it again soon. Absolutely. You get, anytime you guys want to get some donuts in the morning in Guthrie, I'm there. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Thank you.